Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Some of the teachings in the Bible are a little hard for the average thinking mind to understand. The late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong wrote this in the November-December 1970 Good News magazine. Some of the teachings in the Bible can confuse us sometimes. The Bible is the Word of God. God's thoughts generally are not our thoughts. And so the way that the Bible records certain ideas is often going to be very different from the way we think about certain things. For example, there is a verse in the book of James that we might have a really hard time relating to. This is James 1 verse 2 in the revised authorized version. It says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, you've probably heard that verse before, and yet it's probably a little hard to understand, isn't it? Usually when we think of trials, we think of fire and agony. We think of pain and suffering and just being desperate to do anything we can to escape those situations. And yet here James 1 verse 2 tells us to count it all joy. Trials can come in all shapes and sizes. There are trials that perhaps relate to our age group. Young people are going to have different experiences, different things that will test and tempt them than what older people experience. Some trials are health-related, and they set in as we age. There are plenty of trials that come with new stages in life. Getting married, having children, for example, a new job, a promotion on the job. Things that could be blessings, but also can bring some serious challenges. What about sickness, death of loved ones, tragedies, letdowns, disappointments, accidents, mistakes, correction. There are all kinds of trials. Now, some trials we might bring on ourselves, and we want to do all we can to avoid that, that kind of trial. Trials that 
only occurred because we were not close enough to God. Trials where we could have done something to avoid facing those difficult, painful obstacles. So we have to think about that too, obviously. But generally, trials happen because we are God's children. There is a really exciting purpose for trials. Trials benefit us very greatly. Now, James 1 verse 2. There is a word in that verse that is extremely important. If we're going to really understand it, we have to understand this one word. So James 1 verse 2, uh, this time just in the regular King's, King James Version, says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. But you see, even that translation has the word count. Count. Count is actually a financial term here. It can mean to evaluate. So there's something mathematic about this verse. There is a specific process we can undergo that will ensure that somehow, some way, we learn how to think of trials the way God does. This is from... The Worldwide News of March 21st, 1983. It says here, when Paul was converted, he evaluated his life and set new goals and priorities. Things that were once important to him became garbage. When we face the trials of life, we must evaluate them in the light of what God is doing with us. This explains why the dedicated, concerned member of God's church can have joy in the midst of trials. He or she lives for the things that matter most. Trials, therefore, properly understood, cause joy. So a gigantic aspect of James 1 verse 2 is vision. We have to have vision. We have to understand the purpose of trials. We have to be able to count up the benefits of the trials we endure. Now, it's, it is interesting. Speaking of finances, speaking of being specific in counting, count it all joy, as it says there, James 1 verse 2. I've actually done this literally with my finances recently. I've tried to track more specifically exactly what I'm doing with my spending money. And so my money actually started going way more toward family and friends than it did before. It is interesting how getting specific, how actually counting and calculating where money goes uh, makes such a big impact. And you could take the same lesson from 
this verse, James 1 verse 2, when it says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. We could literally write down the blessings that come into our lives because of trials. The trials themselves are not pleasant. They don't cause us to jump up and down with excitement. But when we step back and we think about the blessings that come as a result, we can start to understand this verse a little bit more the way God does. There's another verse here that gives us an idea of what we should expect in the Christian life. This is John 16, verse 33, where Jesus Christ warned his disciples, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So the Christian life is often equated with tribulation, with hard trials. And Christ is saying here, I overcame the world. I conquered and received a reward from God. And you can do the same. You can push through the hard times and be rewarded just like I was. And that reward is what can fill us with joy. Seeing the reward on the other side of those trials. Now, Acts 14, verse 22 tells us that we must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. Again, another verse where naturally we wouldn't think of it that way. We would think of the stereotype of heaven just being a life of idleness and ease where we do nothing forever. But reaching God's kingdom is hard. It's not easy at all. And even in the kingdom, there will be lots of hard work to do. And yet it will be so immensely rewarding. So notice that phrase, through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom. We actually have a wonderful song from the Philadelphia Church of God musical, Paul Ambassador in Bonds. This song is titled, through much tribulation. We'll play that now. God's man cannot be diminished if his work is not yet finished, though struck by many pressures and concerns. They come with the territory, but I count it all as glory. So right back to this city I return. While this might make some timid, my faith becomes more rigid. For death is just a temporary sleep. In fact, every day I perish, so one day I will cherish the recompense this confidence shall reap. Through much tribulation we enter the kingdom. Through many afflictions we achieve the prize. The adversity we suffer will only 
make us tougher Our base for just a moment We shall rise We shall rise I will magnify the Lord in life or death To live is Christ and to die is gain if we have died with him, with him we shall live. If we endure with him, with him we shall reign. We are pressured from all sides, yet not distressed. Perplexed on points of faith, but not devoid. Persecuted for, but not forsaken. Yes, but not destroyed. Through much tribulation we enter the kingdom. Through many afflictions we achieve the prize. All the grief with Christ we share truly cannot be compared to the majesty we soon shall realize. Our momentary woes are light upon the scale When weighed against our infinite rewards Our momentary foes, unable to prevail Can never shut divinely opened doors But if we are bound for God Then we are bound for greatness suffer loss, then we gain even more. We've cast down for Christ, we are grounded in hope. If we are put to flight, then to great heights we soar. Through much tribulation we enter the kingdom. Through many afflictions we achieve the prize. And the hardness we Makes our victories secure Any fire just lights the crown before our eyes Though our base for just a moment we shall rise May these words now offer strength And fortify your hearts So continue in the faith While shame and fear depart That was the song Through Much Tribulation. It's from the PCG musical Paul Ambassador in Bonds. You can find that soundtrack on Spotify and other outlets. But you see, the Christian life does involve trials, tribulations, tests, temptations, many challenges. Yet when we see the vision of our future, we can rejoice. We can actually have joy. Back in this November, December 1970 Good News article, 
Mr. Armstrong wrote, James tells us to count it all joy when trials, ordeals, reverses beset us. Troubles a joy? That's pretty hard to accept, isn't it? And for the average person, a lot harder to put into practice. Again, no one is saying it's easy to count it all joy when going through trials. But there is a specific calculated aspect to this verse. Again, the word count there is a financial term. Evaluating. We could literally count our blessings that come as a result of our trials. We could write them down. We could learn lessons from them. We could, we could weigh the pros and cons and see that the pros far outweigh the cons. Mr. Mr. Armstrong here in this article speaks about the physical, spiritual parallel of human development and birth. He speaks about how a physical baby in the womb must grow and develop physically. Meanwhile, God's people within the spiritual womb of God's church must grow and develop spiritually. Now, that is quite the inspiring parallel. He speaks a lot here in this article about developing character. We have to develop God's character before we can be born spiritually, before we can enter God's family. Now, character, as Mr. Armstrong defines it, is not just the ability to discern right from wrong, but to then make the right choice to go the right way, and then to exercise the will to resist the wrong and to do the right. Mr. Armstrong points out that without spiritual power from God, this is impossible. We can't choose and go God's way and build that character without God's help. And that's why it can be such an agonizing process, developing God's character. Because so often we struggle against the influence of the devil and our own human nature and the pulls of the world around us. And these things can be a real trial in our lives. Mr. Armstrong writes, God looks on the heart. It is a real struggle to overcome sin, to drive sin out, to eventually become perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. Yet what a rewarding process. This struggle 
against our natural leanings is what develops character. It's how God develops character in us. Mr. Armstrong wrote, now character is something God does not create automatically. It is developed against the opposing pulls of human nature with the decisions and wills and struggles of the individual and through experience. The development of that character is the very purpose of our being alive. Also, the development of that character, unlike the purely physical growth of the unborn baby, actually is growing towards spiritual maturity right now in the begettle stage prior to spiritual to spirit birth in this present mortal human life. So when we think about that physical spiritual birth parallel, we can understand a little bit more about why trials and why they can make us be filled with joy. Mr. Armstrong writes, now why should we count the troubles and problems and temptations that beset us as all joy? Simply because we cannot hurdle these obstacles successfully in our own power. They drive us to seek help from God. Trials force us to draw closer to our Father, the one who provides all blessings and comfort and encouragement and strength. It's the most important relationship in our entire lives. And trials remind us of that. Mr. Armstrong writes, these trials force you to your knees. You must have faith to meet them. They test your faith. They develop spiritual character. In the King James Version, it says the trying of your faith produces patience. That's there in James 1, verses 2 and 3. Mr. Armstrong continues, it produces that kind of patience that is steadfastness. That is character. Yes, count it all joy, even if unpleasant. As Mr. Armstrong writes, it is maturing you. Trials make us better people because they make us more like God. That's something to get really excited about, even if that's not the way we naturally react to trials, at least at first. Mr. Armstrong writes, the resurrected Christ was perfect. He was very God. But he did not grow up into perfection after he was resurrected. It was during his human lifetime, setting us the example that he was made perfect. Now, you can see that in Hebrews 2 and Hebrews 5. And that's perhaps a subject for another time. But Jesus Christ was perfect already, and yet he had to really prove it while he was a human being. 
It's like anyone who is the best in his field. He has to prove that through challenges, through prevailing over others in that field, even. Whether it be athletics, music, other, other talents, other professions. <laughs> no one's able to just say he's the best. He has to show it. Christ wasn't going around bragging that he was perfect, but he did prove it. He faced every challenge that we face every day, and he showed that he really was perfect, that he really was deeply connected to his father. He was made perfect, meaning he already was perfect, but he really proved it when he was on this earth as a human being tight roping above death the entire time. What an achievement, what an example for us. And when we think about this vision, when we think about our future following Christ's example, becoming part of his family, experiencing joy forever, it makes it so much easier for us to realize that we can count it all joy when we go through trials today. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.